I'm George Will, and you're listening to the Friendly Confines podcast with Chad and Ryan. Chad, another special episode of the Friendly Confines, and this week, another terrific guest. We have Lou Canellis from WFLD Fox 32, longtime sportscaster, and man, he did not mince words when he talks about what the Cubs should do at the trading deadline, that's for sure. I love Lou Canellis. I love him. I love his energy. I love his swag. I love his style. And funny story, I mentioned this before, when you told me you got him, I misheard it, and I thought you had Lou Pinella. So, listeners, we do not have Lou Pinella. We have Lou Canellis, which is fantastic. And, uh, Rhino, I loved your interview with him. He covered so much ground. He really did, and he did not hold back. And it was great to hear his perspective on what the Cubs could and should do, potentially, by the trading deadline. So, here is our interview with sports director Luke Canellis from WFLD Fox 32. All right, Lou, let's start here. The city of Chicago, it's fully open again. We're starting to see crowds again at baseball games. How great was it to kind of see Wrigley Field at full capacity again and being able to kind of experience what, you know, a baseball game is all about, having fans in the stands and having just all of that momentum and energy in the ballpark? Well, with the Cubs playing as well as they have, actually surprising a lot of people, sitting atop the National League, Central and then the Cardinals in town. You really had a play it up playoff atmosphere uh, a couple of weekends ago out at Wrigley Field. So, you know, Wrigley's always been known as a playground of sorts for young people to go and not I'm not sure enjoy baseball as much as enjoy enjoy girl watching and, and drinking beers. But in this case, it was about enjoying baseball and the Cubs did the job against the Cardinals. Uh, it was terrific. I mean, just to see the juice in the stands again. I mean, obviously, we're all going through uh, withdrawal. It, it's great to be back out there at the ball games, and it's great to have the Cubs winning like uh, they have been. So the energy in this city was just terrific. Well, so you bring up a good point about the Cubs. Obviously, they've surprised a lot of people so far this year. But do you ultimately feel like, Lou, and certainly we have a long season, that when it's all said and done, this team will be in the position to win the NL Central and make the postseason this year? You know what? I'm not sure, Ryan. I'll tell you what, over the next four weeks, we will find out for sure. But recently, we've seen those bats go cold again, as bad a start as they had at the plate. Uh, they picked things up then in May, and now they're even worse here in the month of June when it comes to batting average. Last I looked, I think as a team, they're hitting a buck 85. And again, we're talking about the top players really struggling at the plate. Javi Baez, who's become a make or break guy at the plate it's either a home run or a strikeout he leads the major leagues in strikeouts hitting less than his weight Chris Bryant is uh, having a tough time right now in the month of June so is Wilson Contreras and wh while we want to believe that they're going to put it together listen this team has struggled at the plate since they fired Chili Davis back in 2018 and Chili took the brunt of the uh, you know the criticism back then and things have not gotten better as a team in a 60 game schedule last year, they hit 220. And if you're not going to deliver at the plate, 
if you're not going to get guys on base and maybe Matt Duffy and Nico Horner coming back into the lineup off their injuries, maybe that will change those two guys atop the team right now and on base percentage. Uh, if you're not going to deliver at the plate with your stars, especially Ryan, then you better get terrific starting pitching. They did. And, you know, Kyle Hendricks has been solid, won eight starts in a row. But are you going to depend on only Kyle Hendricks and Adbert Elzelay? That's the problem. Jake Arrieta, after five starts to open the season, has been awful in his last nine starts. Do you believe in Trevor Williams? Do you believe in Zach Davies? Do you believe in Alec Mills? I'm not sure I do. Yeah, no, and you bring up a good point, and this might be a hard question to answer, Lou, but do you think this team is more like the team we saw in April and kind of right now here in June, or is this team more like the team we saw in May? What, what do you take away from that? Well, you know, obviously the schedule has gotten more difficult recently, which can attribute to the fact that this team has struggled to, at the plate. I mean, you're, you're talking about far better pitching that they have faced. Um, and if you're going to look at what the Cubs should do, should they be buyers or sellers at the end of July, I think you need to look ahead to playoff baseball and realize when it comes to the postseason, the best in pitching stands out. So if your team, all right, admittedly has a tough time at the plate hitting really good pitching, then I'm a seller. I'm a seller at the end of July. Um, we're going to find out more over the next four weeks. I think it's important to get Horner and Duffy back in the lineup and hope they stay healthy the rest of this season. But if you're asking me today, what, June 26th, June 27th, what I think the Cubs should do and will do, I think Jed Hoyer is a seller at the end of July. Interesting point. And I, I can't disagree with you either. I, I mean, I think it can go either way for sure. Let, let me ask you this. This was a big story in Chicago a couple of weeks ago when Anthony Rizzo and Jason Hayward both openly admitted that they have not and will not take the COVID vaccine. What's been the reaction, in your opinion, from the city, how they have viewed that decision? And do you think it puts the Cubs at, at a disadvantage not getting to that 85 percent plateau where the team is ultimately all vaccinated? I'm not sure it puts the Cubs at a disadvantage. I know that they don't get the liberties that others team, other teams do, like the White Sox, um, with, uh, what is it, 85% of the team vaccinated. Uh, here, at, at least, you know, amongst fans and talk shows, I don't really think the fans care. The fans just want to see the product on the field deliver. And that product has not delivered. So, um you know, I have my own personal feelings about people that choose not to get the vaccine, but I'll keep those to myself. Of course. Lou Canellis joining us here on the seventh inning stretch. Lou, you, you mentioned that you think, you know, you, the Cubs could ultimately be sellers at the end of the, July, of the month of July. With that being said, does that include, in your opinion, Chris Bryant being on the trading block and ultimately finishing out the season with another team? I think so. You know, going into the season, Ryan, everyone felt that of the big four. So Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, who's a free agent after next season. And we always forget about Craig Kimbrell, who has delivered finally in the closer role, who truthfully might be the most valuable of all of them when it comes to shopping players. Uh, going into the season, everyone felt Brian was the guy that for sure would be dealt. 
Then Brian comes out, has a terrific May, okay, basically puts the team on his back, plays five different positions out there, anything to help this team get through its injuries. And many feel, well, you can't trade Brian. Listen, whether it's Bryant or it's Baez, in my opinion, you need to move at least two or three, and I'm including Kimbrell amongst the um, five. Let's call it five when you bring Contreras into the mix as well. I truly believe unless this team goes on a run, and we're going to find out, they've got a, a Milwaukee team coming up that's got as good a starting staff as any out there right now. Let's see if those bats deliver against the Brewers. If they don't, and again, I want to see the bats deliver against some of baseball's best pitching, not beat up on the also-rans. If they deliver, then maybe you reconsider and you go into the trading deadline and you're right there atop the National League Central in a bad division, but you look back and you say to yourself, well, the bats came alive finally against some really good pitching, so we know that they're capable of it. And the addition of Duffy and Horner back in the lineup at least gave them guys on base, so it wasn't a team that was only trying to deliver the long ball. If it comes through against some real good pitching coming up, then maybe I reconsider being sellers. If it doesn't, I'm moving anyone and everyone as long as the deal is right. I'll never forget. Let's go back to when the White Sox made the Chris Sale trade. That hurt. I mean, as a White Sox fan, that hurt. But look at how it rebuilt the farm system and basically rebuilt this club. Obviously, they made other trades as well with the Nationals bringing in Giolito and Dunning, who was, you know, moved for Lance Lynn. But um, it hurt, and I know it's going to hurt Cubs fans, but folks, we've been through this now, what? 2017, oh, you know what? They'll come back. 2018, oh, you know, they'll come back. 2020, you know, at some point, you need to make a move. And Anthony Rizzo didn't like the first offer made by the Cubs. Maybe Rizzo doesn't finish out his contract here in Chicago. If I'm Jed Hoyer, he's the last of the five that I'm looking to move because I think he brings so much more than what he does at the plate and in the field. I think he's such a leader in that locker room. He's so important to the growth of this franchise if they go through a rebuild. Brian at the top, maybe Baez. He didn't help his cause by, uh, you know, with his bonehead move the other night. Krimble, uh, Kimbrell for sure, especially when you've got, you know, so many teams out there that are like, uh, looking for, for closers. And Wilson Contreras, I don't understand. I'm a huge Wilson Contreras fan. I, I just, what I, what I have a tough time embracing is why would you move catchers that, that, that are good defensively and at the plate when hot are so tough to come by. I don't know why everyone's so anxious to move Contreras. So the last two players I'd be anxious to move would be Contreras and Rizzo. And at the top of the list, you'd have Kimbrell. In my opinion, Bryant, because he's going to bring more back than Baez. Lou, are you surprised, I mean, bringing up these great points that, you know, we look at 2016 and we thought there was going to be a dynasty in Chicago. Are you surprised that it played out the way that it did? And ultimately, this is where we're at now. I am. I am. I really thought that you had a young franchise uh, that might deliver a couple of World Series titles, but you're finding that it's not easy. 
what the Yankees did, it, it, you know, what, back in 2000? Was that, was that the last three-time uh, winner? I, I, you know, I, I'd have to look back. Um, it's not easy. There's a lot of good baseball teams out there. The Astros found out the hard way. Didn't you think the Astros were going to rattle off three, four in a row? The Dodgers, who every year annually put together on paper baseball's most talented team, and finally they broke through last year. The Yankees, who have, you know, right up there with the Dodgers, baseball's top payroll, and you look at the standings today, and the Yankees are four and a half out, and they're trailing Tampa Bay and Boston. It's not easy. So while we all want to believe, like we wanted to believe the 85 Bears would rattle off a couple of Super Bowl titles with all that talent, we wanted to believe the 2016 Cubs would do the same. It's just far, far, far more difficult than it was 10, 15 years ago in sports. Lou, I'll let you go on this. Not only are you a accomplished sportscaster, you're a restaurateur. You have a, a great restaurant downtown. Tell some of our uh, listeners about your restaurant endeavors and uh, where they can find it. Well, you're too nice for bringing it up, but I'm going to, I'll, I'll use the platform, Ryan. You know, um, I'm not getting any younger and I have a three-year-old daughter. So I said, okay, well, what might Lou do when he becomes too old to do TV? And uh, what I originally set out to do was just open up a smaller Greek contemporary Greek restaurant. So I would call Greek islands in Chicago traditional Greek that food that my yaya would make. And then just going back to Athens as often as I have, because I'm Greek, 100% Greek, um, I realized that there was so much more to Greek food. So I said, you know what, let's bring some of the uh, more advanced recipes that Greek chefs have put together. And let's open up a little Greek restaurant in Lincoln Park that, listen, I could go run and own and be the be the host when it when it comes time to hang things up. And it's just uh, it's exploded. You know, we've had an incredible success in Lincoln Park on the corner of Wrightwood and Wayne. So then we had uh, a gentleman approach us about becoming partners and doing something in River North, which we then did on the corner of Wells and Huron and River North in Chicago. And that exploded. And recently we just opened up um, what's truly our flagship because it's 20,000 square feet in Lakeshore East and it's called Avli on the Park. And uh, we've been open for just over three weeks, Ryan, and it's been great. I thoroughly enjoy it, but I enjoy winning. So when I see a crowded dining room, that means we're winning. If there were only 10 people in the dining room, maybe I'd feel differently about it. But I think we've uh, tapped onto something here and hopefully it continues to grow. That's great. And if you see Lou, he'll take pictures with you. He'll sign whatever you want him to sign. Absolutely. But make sure you see me every night on the news at nine on Fox 32 Chicago. And once again, our thanks to Lou Canellis. You can find him on Twitter at Lou Canellis. And be sure to check out his restaurants as well. Lots of great food there and enjoyable uh, to say the least. So make sure to check that out if you are in the Chicagoland area too. So, uh, but he had some really good stuff, Chad. It was uh, great to hear from him and uh, always, always appreciate yeah. all the great people we get to come on yeah. with us to talk about and, the Cubs. And I love it. I love it. We literally, we have absolutely, we have the punch card at his station. They are done. We've hit them all. How is that possible? 
it's pretty remarkable how we're able to uh, get everybody to uh, convince them to come on with us. I'll, I'll say that it's pretty impressive. So it's uh, it was great to have them on. That's for sure. But just another guest to add to the you know list of great ones that we have had. And uh, Lou was definitely right up there with everyone else we've been able to bring on our program. So with that, that is going to wrap things up on this special edition of the Friendly Confines. For Chad, I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. Have a good one. See you at the ballpark, everybody. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. For I've seen other teams and it's never the same. When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're a field. The first time you walk into Wrigley. 